This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You are always scum. Rebel scum. Oh, rebel scum. Uh, welcome to... (laughs) I muted my mic and your mic's not working. What a way to kick off the show. <laughs> hi, Mr. Rez. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Kicking Air. Hi, Stan Solo. Hi, uh, hi, Dale. Welcome to episode 242. Brock's mic is back. The intro blew your mic off. That was awesome. <laughs> I did nothing. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I know your mic was... I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, your mm. mic wasn't working. My sound was off. I, <laughs> I muted my mic and then took myself off of it. So that you would be alone. Brock, I don't know how to work things. Mm, okay. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know that. Anyway, why don't you start the show the way it should be started, Brock? So uh, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Uh, here's a fun thing I learned this week. Now, I feel like I could be corrected pretty quickly. But I have started <laughs> reading the final high republic book that they're putting out i believe for this wave or whatever they're calling it it's um ms ms <laughs> midnight horizon by uh jose gosh i forget his first name uh anyways doesn't matter oh it does you should read that book it's all right uh but one of the characters ram one of the his name is ram he's one of the jedis he's a he's he's really into machines apparently he is the one that created the term wizard Oh, like in the so they've they like, decided that like yeah. in okay is does it work or is it just like oh this is tacked on is that how like is it I like, mean he says you... it's hard to critique it because it is one of the YA novels so it's sort of like well <laughs> like this one I might not really be uh, you... should be reading but we actually should. Um... We should mention that tomorrow, I don't know if it's going to be live or not, but you, Andrew, and mm-hmm. a special guest are going to be talking about the Star Wars novels and I think the High Republic, especially because I believe Andrew Fantasia has not been too thrilled <laughs> with the novels. I don't know. Look, Brock, between us, he just said, he, I want to do a video with, um, uh, who, who is it with? Do you remember who it's with? Who are we with? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Ross from Phanthatrax. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that. He wanted to do a, a video with you two and him. Talk. I can't be a part of this, bro. I mean, maybe I will. I might just throw in there and be like, I haven't read it. But I haven't read these books, so I can't. I was like, I can't comment on anything that you guys are saying. But yeah. I did say that you are a big fan. And, and look, it's not just you. I've seen people. And look, Twitter is a cesspool of like negativity and hatred and bigotry and all that. 
But the one constant that I'm seeing there from what I do, because I've muted everybody, is people seem to love the High Republic. It's like unanimous across the board that the High Republic seems to be the Star Wars that everybody's getting behind. And then Fantasia, of all people, comes out of the woodworks <laughs> like, we need to talk about this. This is a problem. Uh, let's quickly just say hi to Disney Desi and Pauline, who joined us in the chat as well. We're just going to thank everybody joining us in the chat. All yeah. three of you. Hi, Mom. Yeah, Bright Suns did uh, Disney Desney. Don't Disney say Bright Suns, but she's rubbing it. She's rubbing it in her face that she mm. needs to go to Disney. Don't say Glorious Moons, <laughs> Lucky Charms. Um, and uh, shout out to Dale Erdman. Uh, because yes, the the yes. writer is Daniel Jose Older, who is one of the main people behind the IDW Star Wars High Republic thing, where a lot of the characters in this book kind of exist. It's kind of neat. Like it's. This book goes really, really well with the comics, and which I've read a little bit of. So I'm like, oh, this is really fun. So it's like, though, and those comics are meant for younger readers as well. So it's like, yeah, like this makes sense. Rising Moons, thank you. Um, but here I had, I, I look, I here I'll show the screen. I, uh, it's not gonna work. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's there it is. Too- there you go. Hey, look at that. You highlight. So I highlighted it. That's the beauty of digital books. So it's a scene between, I believe, Ram, uh, another character named Zine, who is force sensitive, and Ram's uh, Jedi Master. Uh, is it Kumpar? No. Anyways, sorry. I'm still getting used to the names. Anyways, I would have highlighted here. Ram had to laugh. No, I. Oh, sorry. He says, that's. Or he says, wizard. A break would be absolutely wizard. And the one of the Jedi Master says, "What? What wizard? That's something you kids are saying these days." And then Zine looks scandalized. Ram, I thought that was something people on Valo said. Ram said to laugh, "No, I totally made that up. Isn't it, wizard?" All right, I I'll just be going now. Master Kumpar said, "May the force be with you both." Can't believe you made up a whole slang word and didn't tell us. Boom. So I don't know if this is canon, but I was like, that's hilarious. Why do I care? Why do I care? Because my friend James here loves Phantom Menace. And the first time we hear the term wizard is from Phantom Menace. So I'm like, yeah, James needs to hear that. Boom. That's awesome. That's in a comic, you said? Or is that in the That's, that's a book. The, yeah. The young, the young Midnight guy. Horizons by Daniel Jose Older. All right. Uh, Midnight Horizons. I'm going to write that down. I got a pen right here. See? <laughs> I'm not Take actually writing a Midnight Horizon. I'm, maybe I'll check that one out. I, I Look, I've been saying for... How long has it been? A year now? A year and a half, two years? That I'm going to read the High Republic. I wasn't planning on reading the High Republic mm. because... Um, and this maybe maybe if I do join your chat tomorrow, I can... I, this is stupid. Why would I say this? But my problem with the High Republic wasn't necessarily the High Republic. It was just keeping up with it. It's like, do I... And as, I love Star Wars, but am I going to invest into star wars in the novels right in 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 this moment because i'm reading i'm reading like the witcher books right now and i've got to read a christmas carol every christmas if i don't read that broad christmas is probably not going to (laughs) happen that's 12 Um, months also uh, or 11 but also you gave me you gave me batman noel i'm a huge fan of but no but anyway Mm. i'm just joking but there are like other things that i wanted to read in time and and things like that so uh, I don't, I, but you, you keep pushing on this. Like you got to read the high Republic and you are, you're a big proponent of it. And, and like I said, Twitter seems to be really behind this thing. So 
he might be selling me on it. So maybe Disney yeah. send him a check. Send Brock a check. <laughs> yeah, it's uh is it going to change your life? I don't think so, but like if you were someone that was a fan of expanded universe books, this has that same vibe. And if you have the time to like get a taste of every like avenue they're going down, you're like, oh yeah, this is very cool. This is the thing though, is I I absolutely and I know I'm in I don't even know anymore. We're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but I love the book of Boba Fett. Front to back, I love mm. I love the whole ride. Okay, if we're gonna be stupid and nitpick, I always think it's dumb though when you watch him. I remember when Scooby Doo came out, Brock, the movie Scooby Doo, written by James Gunn, who now has like the number one show on television. <laughs> he wrote Scooby Doo, but I remember when Scooby Doo came out. I was in college. I had a Scooby Doo poster on my wall. I made, and we've talked about this for a million times. But I was excited. I'm like, I gotta see Scooby Doo, and I talked to my roommate. It was summertime, so it wasn't my roommate then, but he was my roommate, whatever. And I said, what'd you think of Scooby-Doo? And he goes, it was a good movie that's flawed. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like, why do we have, like, and I've noticed this, especially with Star Wars fans. We can't just say, oh, I like it. It has to be like, I like it, but I recognize the weaknesses in it. And the, uh, it's like, who freak, who cares? Let's just let, like, why do we have to always yeah. justify yeah, why yeah, we yeah. like Star Wars? Guess what? I like Boba Fett front to back. That's it. I'm not going to say, oh, that, there was maybe there was something. I was like, that's dumb, but I'm not going to mm. talk about that because I like the friend of, you know, I like Peacemaker. There are things in Peacemaker that I don't like. It's not like I go on Twitter like, I like, I didn't like them. Like, that's not what happens. So yeah, why, why yeah. are we doing this? I don't know. It's, it's like we're afraid anyway, to be like, I didn't like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's the thing. Like, if you genuinely don't like it, that's also fine. But if you like it, like, anyway. So, my point with liking Boba Fett is it, I like Boba Fett, but it was very much an EU story. It was an expanded universe. Mm, story. Mm -hmm, it's, like, mm -hmm. it's a side story. And so that kind of gets me a little more interested in the high Republic because not that like, not you would compare them really necessarily, yeah. but the idea that they're both kind of side stories to the main story. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, and, and if, and if, and if it's good, why not embrace it? Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of like, hey, maybe you like the Lord of the Rings, maybe you like the Hobbit. It's like, well, maybe I'll read the Silmarillion, but it's just like, at some point, it gets it gets harsh. It's like, it's like, it's too long, it's too much. It's like, it's, I bought that book. <laughs> oh yeah, and like did you read it all? Uh, I it took me a lot. I did read yeah. it all, but not continuously. Andrew Fantasia read it twice, by the way. He's read it twice. It's a slog. I, but yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's something but like uh like pauline's like i admit i had i have never read the expanding universe material totally fine totally fine it's Absolutely. like yeah i would say especially star wars expanded universe like it's it was it's like fan fiction when you think yeah. about it like it's like internet fan fiction before there's an internet right so it's like this is cool but even though like we didn't think we'd get more star wars movies we're like well this is this is where we live and it's like I don't know if that's going to be like Han Solo and Princess Leia get married and have three kids and they're all Jedis. They were like, that's really cool, but I don't think that's true. Oh, <laughs> like, no, and, and the thing, and you know what, what really makes me laugh is when people are like, the EU was better than the sequel trilogy, which I'm going to say, Brock, it's fair. If that's actually what you mm -hmm. think, it's completely fair because it's all subjective. So think what you want to think. I'm not going to argue about that. 
But then when people start saying, well, just as George Lucas is canon, George Lucas always said, yeah. <laughs> like George Lucas, George, I think George Lucas did things in the prequels to purposely contradict <laughs> what happened in the Star Wars books that came out. Like he was like, no, this is how it is. And I yeah. think that's what happened. So no, don't. You, you're absolutely right. It's closer to fan fiction. You can argue yeah. that the sequels are fan fiction, that, that Boba Fett and Mandalorian are, so, are fan fiction. Yeah. Like it's all the same thing now because I guess unless it comes from the head of George Lucas, it is in a way yeah. fan mm. fiction, yeah. I suppose. But I think the, the the biggest problem is the original trilogy happened, and then the the pre the se- prequel trilogy didn't come out for for sixteen. I can't believe it was only like sixteen years. Like it's been twenty something years since the like. There's been like time is time. I don't even understand time anymore because like no time passed between the originals and the and the prequels now. But that time in that time. Something happened in Star Wars where Star Wars ceased to be Star Wars any longer and became something else. So, like, there's this mm. fandom that, like, loves the originals, then a fandom who, like, embraced what happened in that weird time zone. And then there's the prequel fandom. And then there's the Clone Wars fandom, right? And then there's, like, the, the sequel fan. And this is the problem with Star Wars is... is no one's on the same page because everybody got into it in this weird time frame. But the, the good thing with, with Disney now, though, Brock, is now it's just going to be one. So you can hate it all you want. That's fine. You're going to be dead by the time it matters because Disney's going to keep it going and the kids today are going to love it and then their kids are going to love it. And, it's just, and, and the thing is, the kids today that are watching The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, I know yeah. it might not be the big thing, but eventually, eventually, this is it's all going to be fluid. There's not going to be like, well, I preferred the books. I prefer like this. It's going to be one fluid can- canon that's yeah. going on. And I hate the word canon, but it's going to be one fluidity going on. And no one's going to be able to argue. And eventually, everyone's going to be on the same page because I'll be dead. You'll know that's Brock, but you'll probably be gone. But if, yeah. <laughs> eventually, in like 50 years, Chapek will be gone. All of them, Iger. They'll all be, everyone's going to be gone. And Star Wars is going to live on. And fans are going to be like, I like Star Wars. So do I. Oh my God. You know, and there's some episodes you're gonna like, and some you're not gonna like. Some movies you're gonna like, some you're not gonna like. But that's just gonna be this thing. And uh, hi, that's all, guys. I that's the point, though. Is like we, yeah. we all like it for different reasons, and that's why you can't always be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's I had I saw the perfect meme today, or not today, like this week that would have been perfect for this. Where I don't know if it's supposed to be King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Or Lord of the Rings, but like in the foreground of the picture, there's a table and like a king that's in the middle. He's holding his like sword onto the table. So that's why I think it might be Arthur. And then there's two knights beside him. And then there's like rows upon rows of people behind him. And on the table, you can see there's multiple swords. So it's like, I think it's Knights of the Round Table because they're all putting their swords on the table, right? And it's yeah, yeah, and it's right? like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen this. I've, I think it's yeah. been used. <laughs> this one was a Star Wars one where it's like, OG fans, sequel fans, prequel fans, uh, Rebels fans, Clone Wars fans, Expanding Universe fans, people that like Mandalorian. I think there's a whole bunch. Video game fans, comic book fans, SW comic book fans. <laughs> In the dead center where all the swords meet, because it's all above the people holding the swords, is people that love people that think Darth Vader is badass. It's like it's like it is true. It's like across the board everyone's like yeah Darth Vader's pretty sweet. But it's just like it is crazy that our fandom has splintered that much where you're just like yeah, there are people that are just like I love rebels or like they're just super yeah, I, into it. 
Okay, so Rebels, before we get into our topics today, Brad, Rebels mm-hmm. sparked this whole thing on the Twitterverse as well. Oh. Because, because well, Obi-Wan's coming out. And so fans who don't watch Rebels are saying, I want Darth Maul in Obi-Wan. And then what's happening is people are like, are you stupid? He was he died in <laughs> Rebels. Watch. And everyone's like, watch Rebels. But the, here's my problem with that. First yeah. of all, don't be disrespectful. Secondly, I, and look, you we talk about Rebels. You went, we both watched Rebels at Star Wars Celebration. You saw the season premiere with Filoni at at Toronto uh, Fan Expo. I love Rebels. I think it's phenomenal, but it's an uh, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. And when Rebels mm-hmm. started, everyone hated it because it was too Disney. It was everyone's too circular and round and blah blah blah. And I couldn't get Aaron to watch Rebels. I can get her to watch Mandalorian, no problem. I couldn't get her to watch Rebels if my life depended on it. It's a cartoon. It's animated. That it doesn't make the storytelling lesser, but it makes your audience separate yeah. because there are people who will not watch that. And so, I, and I look, I don't think Darth Maul should show up in Obi Wan, and I don't think he will show up in Obi Wan because of what happened in Rebels. But that being said, there needs to, like, instead of just attacking people for not seeing Rebels or liking yeah. Rebels, understand Rebels was a big show, but it wasn't a massive show. You know, it, it didn't, it, it was an animated Disney show in this weird time period where they got rid of the Clone Wars. They started that. And it, I don't know. It, Rebels, it's an amazing show, but it's a mm-hmm. weird it's a weird era show where it was because it was like before force awakens after force after force awakens like it's very weird right where it's like when you think back and i'm weird in the terms brock where when you think back to it it's like we didn't know what was happening in star wars when they kicked that one off yeah yeah it's yeah shout out to pauline that's right i forget that you're in canada um she was in in She's in Brampton. I'm in Brampton, and I'm in Huttonville. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, uh, that's awesome. I lo- like. I had no idea what I was walking into when I watched that uh, in. And that oh, was a good. Bassett like, Theater, North Building, a- Metro Toronto Convention Center. Boom. That was like season three, though, when Ezra like kills the ATS, like throws the ATSD off the. Oh, that one! Yeah, there was the other one. It was only season two that oh, like saw I saw the was... first season, oh. and the third season. So All yeah, right. uh, well, okay. Yeah. so you're you're more of a fan than I am. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> I, I didn't see the premiere. I didn't see the premiere of or the first episode of second season. All the other seasons we saw it in like a convention of some sort. I was like, yeah. Um. What were we even talking you, about? Do yeah. you remember when we watched the season, the final season premiere yeah. at Celebration? And yeah. when we, do you remember when we left? We're like, well, it's really Mandalore heavy. It's really, it's really Mandalore heavy. <laughs> now it's like Mandalore is Star Wars. Now it's yeah. like when oh, Mandalore's yeah. not in Star Wars, everyone hates Star Wars. But it was funny because our reaction was like, man, it's really Mandalore heavy. I didn't know if I'm into Mandalore that much. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, give me all the Mandalore. <laughs> yeah. Like or like, there's this is this is crazy. They love it. Hated Empire because Yoda was weird. It was too dark. Didn't have a happy ending, and they thought Darth Vader was lying about being Luke's father. Yeah, it's true. I mean, people. I think yeah. Uh, Heidi, I think said earlier that OG fans didn't like Return of the Jedi because yeah, Ewoks, I guess. But like, I I'm pretty certain Empire Strikes Back got. No, that one. The last season we saw in Florida. 
But the yeah. one in three I saw at Metro Toronto Convention Center, MTCC, for Brock, you. My audio's way level, way way lower than yours. My audio's way lower than yours. Okay. We can't do it. I can't do anything about it. Neither can you. So, I'm just gonna talk like this. Okay. Is someone saying that? Well, no going should, yeah, I got a, I got a text. Move your mic away from your mouth. Uh, this uh, is the James uh, show. Uh, this is the James show. Oh, I hear it now. Buy, yeah, them yeah. On, buy them on my wife's Etsy page. There's a candle. Oh my god. Lime like. Whoa, that smells really good, actually. I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> That's by the way. So she makes these candles. She doesn't have a page yet, so I'm not actually promoting it. But she makes these candles, Brock. But the first time you burn them, you're supposed to burn them for three hours. So I have this going for three, but it smells amazing. Oh my god! It smells like Christmas joy. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> just, uh, just hashtag uh, Rebel Scum Podcast to Limelight to six seven eight nine to get your first twenty five percent off Limelight candles made in yeah. Canada with love. Um, Actually, what they, were we even yeah, talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna Limelight. Check. The, can I just point this out? Remember when I got this thing? Do you remember this? Remember this Boba Fett helmet that I got? Or this yeah. Boba Fett. I got this at the Disney store. It was like five dollars, and yeah. I was like, "Man, now I'm like everything Boba Fett I own is my favorite." I'm just because <laughs> <laughs> this was this was the day Brock that they released the Elite Series prototype, the all white one, mm-hmm. and and Square One was sold out of it. So I called my dad, who lives downtown Toronto, and I said, "Hey, can you go to the Disney store at the Eden Center and get me the prototype?" Uh, Boba Fett. and he did, and I have it. I have three Elite Series Boba Fett's in a diecast slave. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I, but I ended up buying this that day, though, for five dollars. Mm. It was, and this is, and you, you actually were like, Oh, that's wicked. And I was like, Yeah, whatever, it's Boba Fett. And now I'm like, Boba Fett's my favorite, so I'm glad. Um, speaking of Boba Fett, this is something I, I thought of earlier. I didn't think of it, I heard it and thought this was might be interesting to talk about. Um, I listened to Kevin Smith's uh, podcast, uh, Fat Man Beyond, which was about Batman, but basically it's turned into a pop culture podcast. And it they do it live at the Scum and Villainy Cantina that our very own Darth Ward was at and talked to the owner of. They were talking about Book of Boba Fett, just like the like finale and like the owner, JC, who Darth Ward also met, the owner of the cantina, has this theory that like, there even though it's maybe bogus but i think down the road to explain why like he thinks the story of boba fett went he thinks that it's not going to be man the uh din jaren that's going to become the ruler of mandalore it's boba fett because have you heard about this well i actually thought the same thing oh okay like because they keep they keep talking about like someone's got to rule it and uh and they keep bringing up this mythosaur thing, right? Like they keep they've referenced it twice now, and it's yeah. sort of like, oh, something's coming, right? Which is also, if I'm right or wrong, I can never remember. Boba Fett's sigil is the mythosaur, right? That that's the mythosaur. Yep. So he was he. This guy's explained it way better, but that kind of is interesting to me that it, at the end of the day, it's going to be Boba Fett that reunites the Mandalore or rules Mandalore. What do you think about that? 
Well, like I said, I thought the same thing. And and, and what I think I mentioned this on a show a little while ago. The, or I, I talked to Rob about it for sure. Because my feeling was this. When the Book of Wolf first started, what is the point of this show? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it ended up being liberating Tatooine. But it was liberating Tatooine, but it was showing the character of Boba Fett. And we talked about this. And, and this, like, what people don't like about Boba Fett is what makes Boba Fett, to me, more interesting. He was a badass bounty hunter. He got killed. He's reborn as Gandalf the Grey. But what does he do? He learns and he becomes this ruler. And he he learns how to appreciate the land around him and how to lead his people. Like we saw, Brock, the Mandalorian might... Look, and I don't know what they're going to do. The Mandalorian... Gro- it could also be Grogu that they're leading to to want to lead Mandalore. But whatever. The, the thing is, is wherever they're going with it, the Mandalorian joined Boba Fett. Boba Fett didn't join the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian yeah. joined Boba And why did the Mandalorian join Boba Fett? Because of the loyalty that he showed mm-hmm. in season two of the Mandalorian. They're showing Boba Fett become this incredible leader. And, and so that's why I was thinking this is a very, very valid plausibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where they're going to go with it because yeah. he's like, Gro- Grogu, to me, Grogu seems that way, but it's not going to, I don't think yeah. it's going to be Din. I think when we watched the Mandalorian, we thought it was going to be Din. But why do you tell the book of Boba Fett? It's and yeah. for me, yeah. we said this last week. It's the legend of this guy who gathered everybody together, made everybody unified, and they liberated Tatooine and they took it out. This is what Anakin talked about in the Phantom Menace. They did this. He did this, and then at the end, what pissed everybody off was when he said, "This isn't the life for me." And what he's referring to is like the gangster life for him. He's not from Tatooine. He's got to move on. But we're seeing the beginnings of this true leader who was a badass before. And he's a bad look. Boba Fett, they didn't they didn't demasculinize as people's mm-hmm. Boba Fett. He was that last episode. He was super badass. He rode a Rancor. He had a knee missile, a knee rocket <laughs> missile. Like he was awesome. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. He was awesome. And and, and so. I don't know. I just, I, that's so, yeah. When you, I haven't heard that podcast, I, the family yeah. beyond, but I'm on the same page there. And I don't, like I said, gr- the only X factor is Grogu. And I know that's funny, but also Grogu's 50 years old. So you give him time, he'll get older. He, he has Jedi reflexes. So he could probably wield that dark saber a lot better than Din or Boba Fett could. But I just feel like this, the show we got, there's a reason for that show. And the reason right now was just for fun. It's a side story. But I think in the grand scheme of things, he is going to rule Mandalore. And what's going to happen is a sequel trilogy is going to take place to my right. And these Disney plus Favreau Filoni verse is going to take place to my left. And they're going to live side by side, but they're not. But obviously, you know, they're, they're going to coexist, but they're very different from each other. And Mandalore has always been very different from the, the fight that's going on so i think uh that's where we're going right there did that answer the question i think i think that makes a lot of sense because and just
we don't really want to do that. We don't, one, you don't want to make judgments of food. Oh, you lost Brock. Are you back? Can you hear me? Yeah, Brock, you're gone. I can't hear you. I was, I just sent a message in the chat seeing if, uh, if that was just me. So we lost you again. So I think what Brock is saying, he meant, I heard him, I heard you say something about Bo-Katan. I heard Bo-Katan. I think you're back. You're back? Check, check, check. Yeah, you're back. Bo-Katan, go! Yeah, so it's just like, at the end of season two, it's like, Mando versus Bo-Katan for possible ruling Mando, like, uh, sorry, the Mandalor Mandalorians. Like, I I can't see that anybody wanting to do that at all, right? And it's like, who's the villain? But like, handing it to Bo Bo Boba Fett in some way, I don't know how they get there, but it can't hurt. And the fact that we are delivered the idea of you can be you can become a Mandal uh, you can be proven worthy in the eyes of Mandalorians if you go and go into the the under the cave pools of of Mandalore um, in the Book of Boba Fett series. Like that's I think that's vital. I, maybe we're maybe we're pulling at loose threads here, but like. I think that would make sense. It would make more sense to make Boba Fett the leader of the Mandalorians because I don't think Din wants that. He wants but a this, And this, this, this is going to... So the, they've said that there's going to be four seasons of The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I, I, whether they stick to that or not, we don't know, obviously. But the only way to become a true leader is to win the dark saber saber in yeah. battle. So is Din Jaren's ending being killed by Boba Fett not because like almost like a sacrifice though. Mm -hmm. Almost like Din Jaren's last last deed and I I don't want to disappoint fans, but his last deed is to sacrifice himself for mm -hmm. the betterment of ah. the Mandalorian people and Boba Fett strikes him down. And becomes leader of Mandalore. Maybe I yeah. don't even know if you have to kill somebody to become leader of Mandalore. I don't know if that's, but you have to win anyway. So yeah. is that is that how it's going to go? Hi, Vermont Mike. I mean, he doesn't kill Go uh, Goth Midian, Moff Gideon. So I guess you don't have to. You just have to win it in battle. Um. So I like that idea. I like it. I am like okay. And then I don't know. Like it might kind of people might say it's like that's a cop-out to be like we did this story that kind of feels unfinished but then but i don't know it's like i liked book of boba fett it was fun it was just it's like just the you know that deviation to mando is like whoa that's a little confusing but whatever it's i i think it's a great move so it's confusing but it's also it makes sense because book yeah. of boba fett is clearly and mm. add on to the Mandalorian season two, and then man we go meet man Mando, and, and through Mando we meet Grogu, who are vital to the liberating of Tatooine. Right, so it, like it all it all plays out, and I get people. I get I understand people being jarred by it, but also mm. um, it's Star Wars and it's fun, so maybe we should just like not complain. Did about that. Disney Disney points out a good point here. Moff Gideon didn't kill Bo-Katan either. I'm like, how did do we know? But how does he, he gets rule, it? But he doesn't rule Mandalore though, right? He just kind of has <laughs> yeah. a dark saber. That's no, no, no. But no, but that I'm just saying he has a dark saber. He doesn't kill Bo-Katan. He has a dark yeah. saber. Bo-Katan didn't lead Mandalore because she didn't. She didn't win that the way they're 
she's supposed to. Also, right, right, though, right. The, the other thing we're forgetting, though, Brock, though, is Boba Fett could rule Mandalore, so could Mando, and so could Grogu, whatever. But maybe that all changes. Maybe the way to rule Mandalore changes and to get the Darksaber does change because I, I, I saw this thing recently where John Favreau said that the whole uh, helmet thing for Din Djarin is going to be very, like, complex going mm. forward. Like, whether or not he's going to wear that is going to be very complex. <laughs> and bye, Pauline. Yeah, go Raptors, go. Uh, we're big here at the at the uh, in the six. We love the six here. Uh, anyway, but so there's a. Ch- I don't. I, it's just like they yeah. might they might take all that and they might flip it. It could be flipped. They, there might be a new way to go about it. I don't know. I, I I will say I know people. There was the people that didn't like the book of Boba Fett, and I have I've talked to a few people who aren't massive star wars fans about it and we talked about how i was like oh i want to see what my sister thinks of cad bane and all that stuff mm. and she watched the finale just they watched it like the friday and she ended up watching the finale the day of because you know it's the finale you gotta watch it and uh, she loved it she and she wasn't she never questioned who cad bane was she mm-hmm. didn't it wasn't like oh he died too fast it was kind of like in her mindset as a as a noob to to cad bane she totally like all in same with her her fiance like they were just like yeah no that was that's like that was what their care to them it made sense for the character like they kind of, i think they saw that coming almost whereas you and i we see cad bane from a different lens yeah and and i think and they and they both really really liked the show and i had no influence on them at all i didn't even know they watched it until the second yeah. last episode to be honest and they really liked liked the show and i just think it was a nice aside from everything I, I i don't know for me brock it was just it was refreshing almost it, i don't know what it was it was mm-hmm. like a simple i think i feel the same way kind of about peacemaker where i'm like these are just two simple shows with like this like one little narrative thread that they're dealing yeah. with and it's not and i don't have to worry about all these things crashing together mm-hmm. it's like this is what it is go be so be it I, I think you're right, though, when you called Boba Fett, like, Gandalf the Grey, where, like, he dies and comes back yeah. and, like, saves the day. It's kind of true. It's, like, him liberating Tatooine is, like, sort of, like, okay, this is him possibly moving up to, like, saving the Mandalorians. Like, so, season two of Book of Boba Fett, and maybe he's on another planet. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know how exactly it's going to work. So, it's, like, but I'm, like, I heard that theory, and I was, like, yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, will every viewer like it? I don't think so, but like, I don't know. This is uncharted waters, right? Because like up until three years ago, we didn't have Star Wars TV shows at all. Well, I guess cartoons, but you know what I mean? Like Disney Plus hasn't been around that long, so. No, and I, I people not everyone is going to love it, but I, you know, I said this to our friend Sheldon, who's a massive Star Wars fan, did not like the directing of the final episode. By the way, it was very mm. thrown out by Robert Rodriguez directing. Uh, I, I just what I think is is Favreau and Filoni, the way they're working together with these directors that they always have, right. The way that they're working, it's almost like like George Lucas was was a jewel in the Nile, like he was like Aladdin, right? Like he's like the diamond in the rough. That's that was that's George jewel Lucas. He was the, the diamond. Like, 
<laughs> that's a well, that's a movie with uh anyway but he was like the diamond in the children <laughs> now look i really want to watch some michael douglas movies yeah, yeah, but he's that? like he's like a diamond in the rough like he, there's yeah. one george lucas but it's almost like favreau and filoni combined are not maybe exactly lucas but they are they're some they're a version of that, right? Like combine them. It takes two of them to be one. You're there, you're still there. Okay. So it takes <laughs> it takes two of them to be George Lucas. And I just think that when Star Wars is made, it's in with that with those two. I'm gonna say those two, it's in the right hands. The way that's the way I see it. I'm like, I I, I very much believe so. I want to believe uh Kenobi, that's Deborah Chow, who again we talked about this a few weeks ago was a part of of the Favreau Filoni. So she is like she could be she could be the Filoni to the Lucas, right? Like to their Lucas is what she could be. Like and that's how we could progress like that. And over time it'll obviously evolve. But but for me that <laughs> sorry, Mr. Richard said Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> but this is what I mean though is like when I, when I see Star Wars I feel like it's in good hands because I think they have a very very good uh grasp on it and they believe in it and they and and above all Brock whether you like it or not they absolutely love the franchise they love the property of Star yeah. Wars they love everything mm-hmm. that goes in it and I think that and that and that, and even when you watch Boba Fett you can love hate whatever you want but you can tell watching that that People involved love the mm-hmm. product that you're getting, and they res- and look and, and again argue all you want, but when you watch that episode, The Return of the Mandalorian, every aspect of Star Wars was thrown into that episode. This was made by people who love the property. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Can you hear me? Yes, you're good. When okay, you, perfect. When I when I can't hear you, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> um, I'm questioning anytime. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Like, it's like these people aren't screwing around. They, they want to make the best Star Wars that they think they can. And, um, I think they're pulling off quite a success. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Obi-Wan will be a true test of if that's going to be across the board. Sorry, I didn't want to sneeze into the microphone. Um, the one time your mic's on. <laughs> no. uh, I muted it real quick. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like Deborah Chow, we know, makes good episodes of Mandalorian, so I can't see why. It's just a matter of like, will her creative vibe for that show change anything? I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching it. Ooh. This is. When's it coming out? May? May 25th. Thank you. The 45th anniversary of A New Hope is when it is. uh, When it's there. Here's here's the thing, though, is that a lot of people, like I just talked about how Sheldon didn't like the directing of of, um, Robert Rodriguez in the finale. But I know what he's talking about because, well, he explained to me. But I see people complaining about Rodriguez's directing. And when they talk about the directing, it's not always the directing they're talking about. It is the story they're talking about, mm-hmm. which isn't funny. That is fabric. There's a showrunner. Yeah. And I don't know who the showrunner is for Kenobi. Um, 
Deborah Chow's like Deborah Chow is going to do what she is hired to do, and she's going to do it well. Right. Oh, okay, gotcha. But if you don't like it, but if you don't, if you don't like the story or the structure of it, that's not Deborah Chow. Unless, unless that ends up being her job. But if she's just directing it, that's not how it is. TV and film, the right. directing of it works very, right. very differently, right? Whereas film, it's like mm. this is my movie, you take it all in. Whereas TV, Favreau, Filoni, and Rodriguez were the big cheese on the book of Boba Fett. So whatever mm-hmm. you liked, whatever you didn't like about the book of Boba Fett was always on those three. And, and there's always like a, a very big, there was a, there was a, a misconception about that throughout the book of Boba Fett. Cause I look, and I love the second episode. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard's episode of the book of the book of Boba Fett. And it was like, Oh, give her a movie. And I agree. I actually look, she's been, she's done three episodes now. Uh, or did she do two? She's done three or four episodes of these episodic shows for Star Wars, right? Her first one was okay. Let's be honest. It wasn't the greatest. She did okay. But again, Mm -hmm. was that her or was that the material? And so she's very competent as a director. But TV and film are very different. So you have the showrunner. So Deborah Chow, though, I'm very excited because she's very competent. And I hope she has a little bit more say in what she's doing because, again, she worked with Favreau and Filoni, but it also mm-hmm. there's rumors that Filoni wrote some of these uh, Obi Wan Kenobi episodes oh, cool. as well. Uh, yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? You want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Never. Ability of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me. <laughs> Why was there a quick frame of Quill right there? That's crazy. Because because when I exported, I accidentally exported one um, <laughs> frame of our old banner. I should just export the whole thing. Quill, Quill, by the way, all time one of my all time favorite Star Wars characters is Quill. He goes along with like Watto and 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 characters Sabalba, characters who just do who didn't make it uh, out uh, very far, but have a special place in my heart. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Brought to you, me, by Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. We make a podcast. If you like it, why don't you come in and I'm support frozen. us? Let's do the. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should I continue? Dude, I'm, my I think I just my internet just died, so I don't know. What? I don't know where we are right now. You okay. were frozen, and I was like, "Well, you're frozen." Rebel Scum Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast, and check out what we have. If you uh, decide to help us out, there's different tiers, and you can add, you can contribute whatever you like, and we greatly appreciate that. So we will make your life as much as Star Wars rific as we can if you help us out, and the people that. Wonderful people that you think by now I would have memorized their names, but I have not. But here we go. I'll, I'll I, without looking at my list, I'll go. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Boom. No looking. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanaforth, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez. Hi, Rez. He's in the chat. <laughs> Frank Hi, Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek, Play One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla, Davis, Dana, Nerds, 
and the girls, the Sabres, who are very excited, Brock, because Lord of the Rings, the Ring oh. of Power, is on its way. <laughs> are you excited for the Lord of the Rings TV show? Ah, uh, yeah, I was like almost completely ignoring anything about it. Then I watched the trailer during Super Bowl, and I'm like, "Whoa, that looks sick!" So yeah. it's exciting. It looks so good. Even my my father my father in law was over watching Super Bowl, and he was like, "When does that come out?" what is that a movie or a show i was like it's a show he's very excited he's going to be renewing his prime membership um not that he wouldn't because he orders off of amazon prime every other day because we live in the middle of nowhere um yeah it looks great it looks great but again actually i learned one thing on twitter this week brock is that lord of the rings fans are actually far worse than star wars fans. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I Sorry. was like, wow, really? Like, can we just enjoy like Lord, it looked really good. It looked I thought it looked really good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Whatever. I'm 40. I am 40 years old and I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. This is 40. Super Mario Brother Christmas wrapping paper for Christmas from the dollar store. This is what I wrap my wife's presents in. Never tell me the odds. Will Watt be an Obi-Wan Kenobi? Are we finally going to frickin' see Watto again? Because I'm getting really pissed off, Brock. He did not show up in Book of Boba Fett, and I'm really getting pissed off. Uh, yeah. I mean, put him in there. And uh, have Ahsoka show up. And it's like, I'm a friend of the family. And he's like, I'm a friend of the family. That was a really terrible Watto. I am going to go 35%. Yeah, I'm going to go 21%. I think Watto's done. I don't think they're, they're ever going to get back to Watto, unfortunately. I mean, I love Watto. You know how I feel about Watto. Yeah. Huge Watto fan. I'm a Todarian. <laughs> My chicks don't work on me. Uh, first, well, we get the first Kenobi trailer on May, May 4th, Brock. Like, I mean, you haven't got, look, everyone was like, well, he was in, in the Super Bowl. They never said it was going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they never realized. Secondly, Disney Plus, Disney Plus right now, Brock, is pushing Moon Knight. Moon Knight is not a known oh, yeah. property. It's not WandaVision. It's not it's not WandaVision. It's not Falcon Winter Soldier. It's not Loki. They're yeah. pushing it. They want you to watch Moon Knight. And I think that makes complete sense. So why would you throw people off with Moon Knight and then Obi-Wan Kenobi? You get people yeah. to watch Moon Knight. Yeah. That's why I don't think we got a trailer on Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um and look, Moon Knight, I'm still I don't know if I'm like all in on Moon Knight, but I am more interested in Moon Knight than I was after the first trailer based on the Super Bowl yeah. trailer. Doctor Strange, on the other hand, Brock. Hello. 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 Sam Raimi. It's just Sam Raimi. So yeah, we know yeah, yeah. one thing's for sure. Willem Dafoe showing up and Bruce Campbell will make an appearance. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's appearance is what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. we're going to get a. Is the first Obi Wan Kenobi trailer, the first Brock, going to debut on May 4th? Will we not see anything until May 4th? I'm gonna go 80% on this because it's that is pretty close to the premiere though. But yeah. but like yeah, I don't I what we know it's coming out the 25th. Like we know it's coming out, so it's like just wait. What's what's the problem? What's the problem? This is my feeling on it. Who's that? Uh... I, I don't know. Like, are they going to get new subscribers from a trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi? 
or are the subscribers they have already people that know about mm. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Do you know what I mean? I just, I'm going to go full Brock on it. Um, they might draw something a little bit sooner. Uh, I think if Moon Knight is successful, we might get something sooner than later. But I just think I'm with Rez on this one. I think Rez is talking about what uh, we're talking about. Is like I can wait for this this uh, trailer. I'm going to watch yeah. whether or not I get a trailer. I'm watching this show, so I really don't care. Heidi's just saying that the Book of Boba Fett didn't debut until November first for December mm-hmm. 29th premiere. So yeah. that's a two months. Let's call it two months. So yeah. that would give us what uh, March. So March, but I, we might be getting it. We might, but I just think Obi Wan Kenobi is going to sell. People who are excited for it are already excited for it, mm-hmm. and you could probably hold off on a trailer because the thing is, if you say, "Hey, this show's coming out May 25th," and you release that on May 24th, maybe I don't have Disney Plus, and maybe I say, "Okay, well, I'll get it this month." Like that's how it works, right? It's not a movie, so I, I'm going to go full Brock on it though. And again, if I don't get a trailer, I'm I'm very, very happy about that. By yeah, the way, we yeah. didn't talk about what we were supposed to talk about at all. So the name and the thumbnail for this doesn't make any sense, and I really don't care. Uh, and our final on today, the Book of Boba Fett. Are we going to get the Book of Boba Fett Season 2, Brock? Will Season 2 of the Book of Boba Fett be a thing? Oh, 100%. No P. Uh, fina- okay, let's talk about this br- briefly. Brock, the fi- because it, this is something to talk about. The finale of the Book of Boba Fett saw a 36% rise in viewership yeah. from Mando season two finale. That's kind of, and and you can argue more subscribers. And I think that is, I think that's factual. Um, and I think Loki helped that a lot. I think the Loki show actually brought a lot of people in. I think. Because mm-hmm. Logie was the first one on a Wednesday. That's what made them switch to Wednesdays. But I, I that people, I know, I, like as much as Twitter wants you not to know this, but I think people genuinely enjoyed the book of Boba Fett. I think this show was something people actually really enjoyed and they stuck around for. And there might have been hiccups along the way that they didn't like, but they knew that there was, they knew that there was a goal for this show, yeah. that there was a purpose and what was going to be the fi- finality of the show. And they wanted to stick around and they got that. And mm-hmm. I think, and so that's my opinion. But what did, what did you make of the uh, 30, 36% rise in viewership? I, I don't know. I don't want to say, I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, it was like the only thing I could find for news. Uh, well, I found that and then couldn't finish finding news. So we don't have news today. That was the news. Um, here's what I think about it in general. It's like people are down to stream. Netflix has made this a world where we're like, we got to stream. We got to have Netflix. We got to stream. So like, and because people have this ability to just watch one anywhere they want, because you can watch Netflix on your TV, your computer, your phone, anywhere. As long as you can sign in and there's Wi-Fi, you can watch anywhere. And that, and because you're paying a certain amount, like, I think people are ingesting content way more and are very open to trying new things, right? Like, uh, Squid Game. Like, nobody was talking about that show before it premiered. There was no hype for it. Maybe there was in Korea. Korea? Yeah, Korean. And I don't, I don't know. Like, cause, but like, that's what, like, that's the power of Netflix. Like, 
if you put it on that main page, yes. people will watch. People will watch. It's funny because I was talking to Aaron about that the other day. Mm. Where I, 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 she was like, she put something on. I was like, oh, I was listening to, to TSN Radio, which is sports radio. Just so everybody knows, that's sports mm-hmm. radio. And they were talking about um, what's that? You know, you probably know this, Brock. It's um, uh, Tinder, Tinder, Minder, Tinder Bender. What's the, what's the Tinder? The oh, Tinder, Tinder Swindler. Tinder yeah, Swindler. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about that, and then Aaron put it on. I'm like, oh my god! They were talking about this on Sports Talk Radio yeah. this morning, mm-hmm. and I was just and she was watching it, and then something else was there, and I was like, you know, and I and I just kind of was like, if Netflix throws something on the main page, they've got you. Yeah. Yeah, like, yep. like, like it's it's really like wild to me that they have mm. like the power that that main Netflix. I don't think Disney's main page has that, but Netflix's main page, like when like like because there was something else and there was like oh it's number one in Canada. I'm like I don't I really don't care, but like that. But I'm a stubborn old man. We've established, yeah. this. and I like three things: Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, but like, but like that. You're right though. That when you when they put something on there. That's yeah. the thing. And like Squid Game, I haven't seen Squid Game. I still don't know yeah. what Aaron's been watching it sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I just walk away. But like, how did that become a thing? Because Netflix is their own marketing. Netflix is a mm-hmm. it, it's it's starting to cost too much, to be honest, but it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more specifically to Squid Game to make it popular, but my whole point was, yeah, that main page, it may be the number one in your country tricks you maybe it doesn't i don't know but you're it's the first thing you're gonna see and like you know netflix the second you're on a page and you wait like five seconds a trailer or a scene starts playing disney plus is kind of adopting that as well i find i'm always engaged by that main that main page it's like showing the hot new releases like it's pretty wild like i think i said this before like on a wednesday you could see the first thing being book of boba fett and then the next thing is uh, pam and tommy and then the next is i don't know what so it's like it's doing the same like uh like the same effect that it's it's you can call it what it is it's copying netflix why not if it works but every business is copying so but like we're like we are too we're too laser focused on star wars and and marvel like you can't forget one of the biggest things and it wasn't specifically disney plus exclusive but it did come out at the same time in canto like in canto is huge in canto is massively huge in canada specifically on disney plus because depending on who you are you probably couldn't go to the theaters when it was in theaters but like that's huge so it's like one disney plus is firing in all cylinders it's grabbing all the audience but then it's also i've been engaged by it immediately so it's like if you can grab them one way, then you're gonna you're if you're like I liked Encanto and that's in the main page there. I'm like, what's on next? Oh, Book of Boba Fett. I know what Boba Fett is, or like I remember Mandalorian, so I'll watch this too. I don't know how true that is, but I, that's how I see the effect. Because it's like, yeah, like I I don't have regular television, so I don't really see regular commercials. You know what I mean? I I'll see that's my the trailers. Job. Yeah, yeah, no, I do not. I do not. But like, and granted, like that's not really revolutionary to say. Anyways, we're seeing most of our content on our phones through ads on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Like, 
There, there is no need for commercials, but like there is points. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you find new ways to grab you. Like going back to squid game. It's like big reason that became huge because it became a meme, and people are like on Instagram are like, and on all social media is like, what is this thing? And like, I had like three conversations with people about squid games before I actually watched it. So like, it's it's hard to pin down why people are watching where they are, but I do think like people are just they're paying twelve, ten, twelve dollars a month for it. We're in a pandemic where we don't really want to go places or we, we're trying to stay inside. We're ingesting content at like an all time high. So I, I one thing though, um that Disney doesn't do that Netflix does that that we talked about this like two seconds ago. It's that ranking in Canada or ranking in America. Or yeah, ranking, sure. Whatever. That to me is when some, for whatever reason, there's when mm-hmm. something is like, oh, this is number one. People are liking this. People gravitate to that. And they're like, well, people are watching this. I've got to watch it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think Disney Plus, I think they're going to adopt that. And I think that would be smart because that's what you want. Every time I watch Boba Fett, the, the, they would always just recommend the end of the helmet documentary. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you recommend something like- else. Yeah, well, I'll recommend something else because if you know what, if they would have recommend, there's a few times Brock on that treadmill when I'm watching that show. Mm-hmm. If they would have recommended like The Mandalorian, I might have mm-hmm. cl- like thinking back to it, I might have clicked on that. I might have mm-hmm. clicked on something, um, but they didn't, so I, I haven't. And uh, whatever that that is, what it is my my odd though for Book of Boba Fett season two? I actually have no idea. I've got to be honest with you. I don't know if they do a season two of Book of Boba Fett. I kind of feel like it's a one and done. I'm happy if it's a one and done. I'm also happy if they keep going. But I, I just think the name, the title book of Boba Fett is so finite. Like this is mm-hmm. it. This was this was it. So I'm like, oh. oh yeah, like this was this this was the book. This was the legend of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, if he becomes a ruler of Mandalore, do you tell that story in the Mandalorian or do you tell that in Boba mm-hmm. Fett? Um, so I'm gonna go like another full Brock. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go cheap on this one and go wow. And Mr. Rez is going 85% on season two. Yeah. Mr. Rez, I think Mr. Rez liked Book of Bubba Fett. And he's on Twitter where they do not like Book of Fett. <laughs> you know what I love about Twitter? When I watch a movie, I'm like, man, that was really good. Then I go on Twitter and every single freaking person on there is like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. How am I? Honestly, Brock, I gotta be honest with you. I love Spider Man No Far From Home. Far From Home. The second one with Mysterio. I yeah. love that movie. I'm like, this is a lot of fun. I'm I think I'm one of three. Like people that seems to be like the most hated Spider Man movie ever. And I'm like, did I watch a different movie? But anyway, <laughs> I like all the Tom Hollands. I like every Spider Man movie. We should also get that out of the way. By the way, for my anniversary, Brock, Aaron got me the amazing Spider Man tenth anniversary vinyl soundtrack vinyl. Um, oh, cool! It comes out at the end of the month, so it's pre-ordered. But I cannot wait to put some James Horner, rest in peace, on my record player. Sit here and go <laughs> like this. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> but before we get to our top five, rock, we just have to be for for our title's sake. Uh, do you think there's a chance of Black Crescenta? Uh, Jimmy Smith apparently is in Obi Wan Kenobi. Black Crescenta, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smiths. Um, Qui Gon Jinn. What do you think of the odds of them showing up? Do you think they're going to show up in the book of in the book of Boba Fett in the book of Obi Wan Kenobi? Will they be in the book of? Are they going to be in the Obi Wan Kenobi show? Oh man, I hope so. I really, really hope so. That'd be awesome. 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, that would be awesome. Um, are they going to be in it? Yes. Or do you why not? <laughs> no, no why. This isn't never done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Just is, like, um, yeah. Uh, do you know what this is, Brock? Do you know what this is? Top five. Oh my God. Watch that investment back too. I never made a deal with Kanja Club. It's Kanja Club. Well, it's a Kanja Club. Wait. Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs> Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs> That's what this segment is, Brock. Uh, I miss Kanja Club. What a great moment. Yeah. That was. Like, remember how tickled by that scene where, like, oh. Are we going to see more of that? Like, no. The Guavian death cult or club or gang or whatever they are. Um, this is, but this is what I don't get. You have Disney Plus. You have the place to throw this mm-hmm, crap mm-hmm. at our face. And you're not. Like, and they're just, they're not. They're like, what are we going to do? There's a rumor, Brock, that they are going to do a, um, a movie about reviving the Jedi Order that takes place after the sequel trilogy. And apparently hmm. there is a they're casting for a show that takes place after the sequel trilogy and they're casting like if they're calling it Stranger Things in Space, there's like an eleven year old boy, a twelve year old uh boy. <laughs> this is what they're doing. I, I don't know. This I Brock, I'm just this is just things that are on the interwebs right now. Okay? <laughs> but the but 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 the sources that are coming through with these are They've been right in the past, so that's where. Oh, you know, is it Lumberjack John or whatever? It's not. No, we don't talk. We don't talk about that. Uh, we don't talk about. <laughs> we, don't we don't talk th- about making Star Wars. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about that, but uh, no, no, we don't because that guy's a dirtbag. But we, we, um, but yeah, no, the other the people like this. I'm just saying. I don't believe, I don't, you know, when it happens, it happens. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. But I'm just saying, like, these are the rumors, and they are from sources who have Mm. been right in the, yeah, exactly. So, so that's just how it is. But anyway, let's just talk a little bit about Obi-Wan before we go to top five. We're running late on this show. I know. We're going to be like, let's make this one a short show. Yeah. (laughs) Bail Organa, Black Crescenta, Inquisitor, and uh, Qui Gon. What do you got? Think they're coming? Um, Quisitor for sure, I think. Uh, Mike Zero. Um, I love Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, I'm going to say yes, because it's like, why not? You have him. I'm sure he, I know he was just in. Um, What's that movie? Uh, in the Heights, and he more or less looks the same. I guess he's a little bit older, or what have you. But um, uh, what was the other one? Black Chrysanthemum. I would love that. I think he. We definitely will see him. Freaking Google Assistant. <laughs> um, I I definitely see Google him popping. Like, no, I don't know. No. It was. It went off, and I'm like, please don't talk. Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, so all four, I don't know. I think, uh, sorry, it was four people you said, right? Oh, well, well I mean, so Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon. Yeah, Qui-Gon. I want to say yes, but like, we, we won't know. And here comes Gatsby. We won't know till it actually happens. So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, do I want all four? Absolutely. Yes, a thousand times. Yes. I, I saw an article today. I can't remember the the website saw it on, so I apologize. It was either Screen Rat or Screen Rant or Comic Book News or something like, or no uh, binge binge now or perhaps <laughs> having dog problems. It's one of those things. And it said something about uh, you know because everybody hates Tatooine for some reason. Like. First of all, get over yourselves. Tatooine is like 90% Star Wars, so just get over yourselves. That's like saying, oh, I don't like it when Friends takes place in New York. It is what it is. <laughs> That's the they, seventh they friend. Out, the one thing with... <laughs> but what they were saying was um, Bail Organa gets them off of Tatooine and onto Alderaan and stuff like that. And apparently mm. Bail's wife is going to be there. And maybe that's how we get to see a young mm. Leia. And stuff like that, and, and Obi Wan, and early on, Obi Wan checks in on, on those characters, and I think that's great because obviously Rogue One alludes to the fact that mm. uh, Bail has a Jedi friend, um, so I think it makes complete sense that Bail Organa would be in this show. And you know me, I'm mm. all for Jimmy Smith's. If you want, if you guys go back four or five years, five years, I guess, to our Rogue One reaction, the Jimmy Smith's, you know, I'm all in on Jimmy Smith's. Philomar does his voice fantastically on. The animated oh stuff. yeah i'm all in bill organa give me more of that uh black or santa again i don't think we will get him but i'm all i'm all, all in on that like why yeah, not yeah. Like, you have this character terrible look terrible looking black series figure coming out but you have this character use this character man just you yeah and i and everyone everyone likes to complain like the universe is small and again i just say screw you because this is star wars and this is what i love about star mm. wars is the characters that i know and you use those characters that I know to give me new characters that I am then going to get to know. So you give me Black or Santa, I love that. Qui-Gon, absolutely, because Obi-Wan yeah. has to learn how to become a Force ghost. I, I don't want to learn how to become a Force ghost because I think less is more in that respect. But I do want to see him interact with Qui-Gon a little bit. Darth mm-hmm. Vader is going to be awesome this year in this series, Brock. I can't wait for that big. Like, I, I was always against, and if you go back again five years to when we first started this podcast, I always said, you know, the the Obi-Wan, Anakin thing for me, like after Revenge of the Sith, I don't want them meeting anymore. But now I'm like, okay, give me that. Because they can meet now, something can happen. And then in A New Hope, when he says, that's a, I sense yeah. a presence I haven't felt since, and then he walks away, that since could be even more impactful than that moment in Revenge of the Sith. And we, we're going we're gonna to be getting that. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're going to get in the show. I, I can't wait. And uh, an Inquisitor, if the rumors are true, I think yeah. the actor playing the Inquisitor is fantastic. He was on mm-hmm. Homeland. He was great on Homeland. Um, they wanted him for James Bond, I believe. I think it would be a good James Bond. But I think as an Inquisitor, I can't wait. And we have uh, – do you have anything to add here? No, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're going to have top five. Top five characters. <laughs> Kumail Nanjani could be playing. Because we haven't talked to him. Oh, yeah. Today, but Kumail Nanjani is, is in this. He was also in Brock. Here's the thing. He's in the MCU. He is in Star Wars. He's in the MCU, and he is in the number one shared universe of them all, the 90-day fiancé shared universe. He was on an episode of Pillow Talk last year. <laughs> I haven't seen him on an episode of Pillow Talk. You've, you've got to watch it. Yeah, and I'm not joking. Aaron, Aaron and I watched that show. Well, she watched it live, so that's it in. And he was on it, and it was, it was so good. Not today, fiance pillow talk. That is next week's podcast. Top five players, Camille Nanjiani could be playing in the Obi Wan Kenobi show. We know he's there. I'm not gonna. Here's the thing, Brock. I'm not putting Kidster on my list. I think people have said Kidster all they want. FYI, 
if Kidster ended up being Boba Fett, that would have made the book of Boba Fett even probably even better. But I'm going to go with uh, Princess Leia's babysitter as number five. <laughs> Princess Leia. Tatooine is the center of the galaxy. Uh, my number five. What actually when I when you sent me this and I thought about it, I'm like, wait. He's in Star Wars already. He's like an alien. I'm like, no, that's Men in Black International or whatever the actual title is. So my number five is he's going to voice a quirky alien. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's playing a character, a new version of a character that we know. And I'm going to go with Mm. a force-sensitive bounty hunter. What? <laughs> a, a bounty hunter who is one with the force. Okay, gotcha. Just because you dropped in that factoid about like something, a character that we already know. I was like, wait, but that's not a character. <laughs> is well, it? I'm, okay, Boba Fett with uh, skills. Zam Wessel. <laughs> He's going to play Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know about that little factoid. So my next one was uh, a sassy imperial person. <laughs> Actually, my number three is also an Imperial officer. There's something new about him. I don't know what it is, but there's something new with an Imperial officer. Three is a bartender in Tatooine. Maybe Tashi Station, if Tashi Station has a bar. Oh, actually, yeah. Didn't we see that in this season of Boba Fett? So, boom. Yeah, and Heidi brought up the characters that were in the lead scenes from A New Hope. Uh, my number two, Brock. This one is going to wrinkle some feathers, ripple some feathers. Something, feather. Something is going to happen with feathers when I say this, because I'm about to break the internet. So all eight people, people paying attention, and Disney does it. It's not Hondo Anaka, but damn it, I wish it was. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, great idea. For my number two, Brock. Are you ready? He is not just in Obi Wan. He will be in Ahsoka as well, and possibly Mandalorian season four. He will be playing. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh. <laughs> Who did you think I was going with? I, I thought you were going to say Ezra. No, no, it's going to be uh, the guy that played Aladdin is playing Ezra. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's Marco right. Marco Montario. Marco Montario. Yeah, um, Mina. Oh, what's his last name? Manus. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, my number two is going to be Obi-Wan's neighbor that's like hey man what are you doing here not and it's not obi no and he's not jawa like for like i think obi-wan doesn't go to his little hut in the junland waste immediately he has an apartment uh, like like a, a split level apartment in mon Espa and kamel lives next door he's like hey buddy <laughs> this episode went really long uh, my number <laughs> Just laughing. My number one, he is playing. I don't know the character's name yet because he hasn't been on screen, but he is playing a Gungan. <laughs> a Gungan. That voice, yeah, his voice could be, could work with it. Not that he sounds like a Gungan, but like because they're so cartoony. Sabalba, very nice, very nice. Uh, old Sabalba? Old Sabalba. Any. Like that's Wado. That's old Wado. You imagine old Wado though, like, hey Obi Wan, is this the offspring of Annie? <laughs> and then he dies. My number one. Oh gosh, it's like I can't really think of like 
who could exist in the Obi-Wan universe that we've seen before that he could play? Um, I don't know. He can be he can be young Princess Leia. Boom. There we go. <laughs> they make him they make him crouch down and wear that. I and like they, they make him look younger. They make yeah, him like, look younger. Those are our top five. Let us know your top five in the comments yeah. uh, to the side because this is a big important uh big important thing to know who he's gonna be playing in the show. There's so many people in the show, can't wait. O'Shea Jackson's also going to be in, and he said mm. we, we do not know what we are expecting on this show. So I, nice. I absolutely cannot wait. I think we're in for a, we're in for a hell of a time coming up. But anyway, this is our show, episode two hundred and forty-two of the Rebel Scum Podcast. Two forty-two of these things. Time flies when you're having fun. Brock, anything else you want to say tonight? Uh, no. Uh, I feel like I thought up something to say, but no. Thank you for listening and and just hanging out. That's all we're looking for. And thank you to all the people who support us, especially our moms. Penny. Yeah, thank you all for watching. It's been <laughs> a great time. Everybody have a good night. Thank you all in the chat for hanging out with us and giving us stuff to talk about, making this go even longer than we planned to. But it's always a lot of fun. Uh, especially when I'm oh, 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 oh. Boom! Kathleen Kennedy Disney. was fired. Disney, 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 the, the official third host of the show. <laughs> she just breaking news. Kathleen breaking Kennedy news. has been fired. Can you imagine if she ever gets fired? We I don't even know what we'll do on this show. It's just like, go, oh, Kathleen Kennedy was finally fired for real. <laughs> it's as I felt a disturbance in the force, as if the entire inter- internet uh, trolls was immediately said, We were right all along. <laughs> who are they gonna who is everyone gonna hate if they fire Kathleen Kennedy? Like all these like anyway, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm gonna keep it to myself all right everybody thank you so much for watching especially you brock because you were always scum rebel scum thanks thanks for watching don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video as always please subscribe to our youtube channel rebel scum podcast for all the latest videos